Welcome to the Resilient Rehab Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Effer. Welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Rehab Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about basic foot mechanics. Now, the foot is something that early on in my career, I didn't give enough appreciation towards. Um, part of it is it's quite complicated or it's presented in a complicated way, I should say. I don't think it's necessarily as complicated as a lot of people explain it to be, but understanding basic principles of how the foot moves relative to each other and how that relates to movement, whether that's extending the big toe or that is your foot is forward in a split squat or just basic gait mechanics. I think that can be very helpful. In my Foundations of Biomechanics course, I go over this in detail just because in my Evolve mentorship, we talk a lot about the compensatory mechanisms or the compensatory uh, strategies that you may see happening in the foot because of loss of motion above the hip, in the knee, or in the upper body. And I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. I just want to talk about just the basic foot mechanics because I do think it can be very helpful as it relates to assessment and exercise selection. And although you can't see me, I'm going to break it down with the foot model in my hand just so that I'm, I have a little bit of a organization. Otherwise, I'm just going to go off on tangents and I want to keep this as simple and as concise as possible. So we can divide the foot into three different compartments or three different areas. There is the rear foot, which essentially comprises of the heel of the talus, which is a little bone floating over top of the heel bone and is connected to the tibia, which creates the ankle joint. So I've got that rear foot. Then I've got the midfoot, which essentially comprises of all the, the tarsal bones, which comprise of uh, the navicular, the cuboid, the cuneiform. And those joints and bones really make up the midfoot of the foot. So it's going to be like the arch, okay? So those are called the tarsal bones, those bones there and the navicular is something that um, you can see or there is navicular syndrome or navicular issues when people have a dropped midfoot and that is secondary to a supinated foot so a foot that has a higher arch that goes down towards the ground and it rolls inwards because we cannot pronate the foot effectively so we just dump the entire foot inwards so we've got the navicular we have the cuneiform, vicular, the cuneiform, and the cuboid. So those are all the tarsal. That's the midfoot. So we've got the rear foot, and we've got the midfoot. And finally, we have the forefoot. And those are our metatarsals. So those are like the balls of our toes. Um, and then finally, the phalanges. And let's just merge them together as the forefoot. So we've got the metatarsals, so the balls of the toes, and the toes themselves. And for me personally, I reference cueing a lot with the balls of the toes, not so much the toes themselves, because pressure going through the forefoot, the balls of the toes, the metatarsals, that is going to lead to activity or it's going to influence what the toes are going to do. So if I want to get big toe extension, I have to make sure that the ball of the big toe is pressing into the ground to allow for that passive rolling onto the big toe and creating that big toe extension can occur. Now, the interesting thing is, is the rear foot and the forefoot, they will move in the exact same direction and the midfoot is going to counteract it. So this is going to go in the opposite direction. That is going to allow for relative motion to happen at the foot. If for some reason 
Again, we are missing some type of range of motion in the hip potentially or in the knee or something above the pelvis. We can potentially dump the entire foot in as a unit. And so we lose that relative motion happening between the rear foot, midfoot, and forefoot. And the whole foot just dumps in as one unit. And that is going to lead to pedatory actions up the chain as well. Maybe we've got a pelvis that dumps forward. We have a lower back that arches. Maybe our knee hyperextends. Our foot dumps in. And so whenever you see a flat foot, don't think that it's necessarily a pronated foot but it may just be a higher arch that is hiding under cover with a foot that is dumping in. So now we've discussed that. So we've got the rear foot, we've got the midfoot, and we've got the forefoot. And the rear foot and forefoot, they will move in the same direction and the arch will counteract it. So let's break down the two different motions at the foot. And that is supination, which is the arch is higher. And that is pronation, which the arch comes down towards the ground. So when we have a pronated foot, that is going to relate to internal rotation up the chain. So that is going to be the midfoot is going to go inwards. We have the tibia that's going to internally rotate. If we have a tibia that internally rotates, that is a knee that flexes and that allows us to decelerate and absorb force. And a hip that can internally rotate and possibly extend. I'm rotating my body towards the opposite side. That's pronation. And the foot itself, the mechanics of the foot that allow that to happen is the heel is actually going to go out towards the side. So it is going to evert. So just pretend you're looking at someone from the back, you're looking at their ankles and think of that heel bone as facing out away from the midline. That is called eversion. And then as we discussed, if that is going out, then the arch has to go in and down towards the ground. So that is when your foot, your arch is coming down towards the ground and all the tissues are lengthening at the bottom of the foot. So think of tissues that go from the heel to the toes. Think of the heel and the toes or the balls of the toes are being pulled apart. They're bending up and out and that is going to cause the arch to bend inwards kind of like a tent or an inverted triangle where the arch is the peak and that peak goes towards the ground and the heel and the toes, they are relatively lifting up. So we have the pronation. And again, that pronation is going to be related to ankle flexion. Whereas when we have a supinated foot, the opposite, when the arch gets higher, this is when the heel actually turns inwards towards the midline. That is called inversion. And you've probably heard this before, inversion sprains. And that is very much related to the action of rolling on the outside of the foot, which is trying to push or it's causing the heel bone to be pushed inwards. And then we sprain the ligaments on the outside of the ankle because they're being overly stretched in a position that they are not able to handle or control and it's going past their ability to control it and so they cannot contract or support themselves fast enough or strong enough to be able to prevent any type of strain um, or sprain I should say. And so we have the supinated foot with an inverted heel so the heel is now turning inwards. It looks like they're resting on the outside of their heel and the arch 
is going to lift up now. So the arch is going to externally rotate because the heel is relatively speaking internally rotating because it's moving towards the midline. Now what happens is the forefoot is also going to internally rotate. So now we have a ball, the big toe going into the ground and that is going to allow for passive big toe extension. So picture you have your hands on a foot, okay? And you have your hands, your palms on the pinky toe and on the uh, the other hand is going to be on the outside of the heel and you're pushing those two inwards what you're going to see is that foot is almost going to bend in and it's going to lift up the arch that's kind of the mechanism it's not exactly how it works but that's just a good visualization of how that actually looks and that is if we have pronation that promotes internal rotation supination promotes external rotation so we've got the tibia externally rotating we have a knee that is going to be extending and we have a hip that is externally rotating this action of the foot is really important for when the heel initially strikes the ground and heel strike and when we're about to propel off of the ground so when we're going into a toe off type of position and the best way to view this is Take a picture of somebody who jumps up in the air. And what you'll see is when their feet lift the ground, their toes are pointing, their heels are pointing inwards, and they get this higher arch. And that is a supinated foot. So it's pretty important for propulsion, but it's also important for um, accepting force initially as the foot hits the ground. So with the foot itself, the basic foot mechanics, we've got the rear foot, midfoot, forefoot, the rear foot, and the forefoot they will move in the same direction with the midfoot counteracting. And then we have two different types of foot shapes and foot actions that are going to be related to internal and external rotation. And so when we think about internal and external rotation, think of that in reference to the arch. So the arch is going to pronate, the arch is going to go down towards the ground. As the heel everts, that is going to be an internally rotated foot versus a supinated foot, which is going to be a higher arch. So that's going to be an externally rotated foot. And the heel and the forefoot will counteract. And both of those actions need to happen at different phases of walking, different phases of performing our squat, performing our hinges, any type of movement. We need to be able to go back and forth between an externally rotated position, merging into an internally rotated position, and then finally accomplishing the movement by propelling us propelling the heel off the ground, which is going to promote a little bit more of an external rotation. That's not to be said that there is an internal rotation involved because we do have to put force in the ground to lift our foot, but that's probably a different discussion. And it's just to consider that as the heel lifts up, our foot goes into more of this plantar flex position, which kind of just looks like the top of a calf raise. And that is going to allow us to propel our body forward towards the opposite side. So that's just kind of like a little bit of a recap on basic foot mechanics, maybe a little bit hard to visualize, but I break this down in so much more detail in my foundations of biomechanics course and compensations like bunions and rolling of the foot and what that means up the chain within my evolved biomechanics mentorship. So if you want more information on that, check those two out and thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.